you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Well, welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we have been interviewing some major players in the travel industry and dissecting everything that is going on, especially now that we are in the middle of a pandemic and certainly the world of travel as we know it has changed. That being said, I am really excited to bring on today's guest because she and I have been connected online for quite some time and we're finally able to chat in person, but we had talked a bit um, kind of at the end of May, the beginning of June, and um, I'll dive into that in, in a bit, but let me just go ahead and without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce Brittany Noel, who is the founder of Black Women Travel, um, and as well as Brittany Noel Fitness. So, Brittany, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to say a big thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. I know um, that you know we've been connected for some time, but it's nice to actually get to like connect face to face, voice to voice um, after all these months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. It's great. No, so. Um, I, I love what you're doing and I definitely want to want to go into your background a bit, but um, to catch everybody that's listening up to speed, uh, you know, Brittany and I have been connected online for some time and um, both based in Los Angeles and certainly um, were experiencing so much of the Black Lives Matter movement, which certainly was a global movement. But um, I think being in Los Angeles and being just where we live certainly we're able to see things on such a different level. And I know that we had some conversations back and forth online, um, just kind of like monitoring, okay, what, what, uh, companies are stepping up to the plate, like at that time where like companies really needed to make statements and where they stood in regards to, you know, the movement and just so many things in general. So I know that we were kind of monitoring that. And then she, Brittany since gone on to, um, do a couple blogs, podcasts, all that sort of stuff. So Brittany, <laughs> with all of that background, um, so why don't you get, just go ahead and just give us a bit of your background so we just know more about who you are. Yeah. So my name is Brittany and I have been in the travel, not the travel, in the fitness industry for most of my life. I was an athlete since age second grade, age eight, was running track. And then I went to UCLA. I ran track professionally there and I was a physiological science major. So I really took on a passion for wanting to help people move better and to prevent injuries and to just have a more functional lifestyle because I got injured a lot as an athlete. Family members, friends did. It was really tiring. So that's why I studied a lot about the body, figured that out. And then instead of going to physical therapy school, I started to become a personal trainer I became obsessed with weight training. It was just an awesome way to feel strong. I loved being able to be stronger than a lot of the men. So that was kind of just my little ego. Um, and so I just have been doing that now for almost 10 years. And then I recently took the business online right before the pandemic hit. So it ended up working out pretty well for me. I had already figured out how to online personally train people. And it was really helpful for a lot of my clients who enjoy traveling and for myself who enjoys traveling to now be able to work out while on the road and have a program and to not get off track while still exploring. So that's kind of how the fitness thing came about and traveling. 
That's great. And I have to say, it's, it's so interesting that you say that because I'm, um, for those that know me closely, I don't post a lot about it. Um, but those that know me closely, I am definitely a fitness fan and I work out quite a bit. And that's always been a struggle of mine is to stay active on the road. I mean, of course I, I am, but it's like, you get somewhere and you're like, yeah, 20 minutes. Like, you know, like, oh, running on the trebles. It's so exciting when I'm in Rome or whatever it is. <laughs> and so um, I, this time has actually been really interesting. And, and I love that you were kind of poised in this position that you had already brought what you were doing online prior to, um, you know, prior to the pandemic. But I had to shift the way that I worked out. And now I'm so excited because I'm like, cool, I've got my routine that I can keep on the road. So that's kind of amazing that you are, you know, that you're playing in that, in that area because so many people need it. They need that inspiration while on the road. Yeah. It's really hard sometimes to kind of find that balance of some people are like, I want to eat super healthy, but I'm on vacation or, you know, I want to explore and do all the tours, but I don't want to go to the gym. So I really help people find that middle ground of like, yes, eat all the things, drink all the things, you know, use what you have available. If you're in Rome, walk those hills, like go on the tours, do all the things, and maybe just do some push-ups when you get to the room. So we really just explore all those options. <laughs> I love that. That would be me. I'd be like coming back. I'm like, let me just, I just got to get in a couple push-ups. Um, <laughs> well, okay. I love this. And it's like, obviously you could tell this is certainly a passion of mine, but we're not going to talk about push-ups today. I mean, we can, but um, I, so uh, that's great. It's so cool hearing about your background, um, certainly uh, in fitness and then how you've been able to merge it with travel. That's amazing. Um, and certainly something that I know that all of us can relate to. And but really that's interesting. And I am so excited to hear more about this and share this uh, certainly with my, my listeners is that you actually, you launched a, a travel brand called Black Women Travels. So can you talk about that? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I've always had a passion for travel. It's something that I've done and I was already kind of mentioning travel a little bit on my fitness blog, but it was really hard to kind of talk about both. And so I wanted to have a separate platform for travel. And the reason why it came about that I wanted one for black women in particular, or for women of color is because on my most recent trip, I just noticed some differences that came up with this trip that hadn't previously, that made me really understand that the way that black women like to travel is very different than people who are not black or people who are, are not people of color. Um, so typically, when I've traveled, I've always traveled with my family, which is black, and uh, my boyfriends, who are typically black men as well. Yeah. And But this time, I traveled with my best girlfriends, and I have a very eclectic group of friends. So these friends just happen to all be like white women. So it was fun. Um, and we happened to go to London, which was different than a lot of places I've been to, in that London is very much like America now that I've been. It's just like the East Coast, which makes perfect sense. But there is still some of those, I guess, inherent social biases and systemic racism present there that's here in America, which would make sense. So that's not the same as when you go to like the Caribbean, for example, which is very much a black population. It's definitely mm -hmm. different culturally and even different parts of Europe where they have more Africans migrating there. It's just a much more like eclectic environment I found than London. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there were just things that came up when traveling that I was like, okay, like I was looking for all the sexy black men. 
couldn't find them. I thought it was just going to be like Idris Elba in every corner and I couldn't find them. <laughs> and my friends were like, oh, like, I don't know where to go. Like there was no one for me to ask. Like I couldn't find other black people to be like, where do the black dudes hang out? Or like, what, where do we go? Um, there was differences in like what we wanted to eat. Like a lot of the times I'm looking for very like ethnic foods. Um, and so that was different, even where we wanted to party, you know, we had different ideas of like the type of music we'd like to listen to at pubs or clubs or whatever it was. So I realized that there really is like a need for more resources so that more black women know like, okay, these are kind of the hot spots in these towns to go if you're looking for more of that cultural diversity mm-hmm. and also sort of information on if that place is a little more racist than other places, like just to have your guard up or to kind of know what you're walking into mm-hmm. because it's not really talked about a lot. So that's why I wanted to create the Black Women Travels blog space as a space where people felt comfortable talking about their good experiences, their bad experiences, and just sharing knowledge of cultural events happening in different parts of the world. And to also just inspire more women to get out there and travel because it's not something that is often found in the Black community. A lot of people can't afford to travel or they were never taught how to travel or they just don't have an interest in it. So Mm -hmm. really just trying to show that there's so much out there And it is safe to travel as a woman. And there are really cool places to go and to have those resources available. Yeah. No, I I mean, this is great. So wait, when did you actually do this trip to London? So it was in 2019 for my 30th birthday. So it was September of 2019, like literally a few months right before the pandemic hit. Yeah. So at least it was great that we got to go somewhere cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. So, I mean, that's amazing because, and it's lucky for you that you were able to go and to celebrate in, in regards to that. And it's interesting. So it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting that you kind of like, cause you had obviously traveled so much before and then it was just finally now in this sort of circumstance, like you basically were traveling with different people and that's where it really kind of shed light that, oh, it is a different experience. Right. Even um, with certain services, like just showing up to certain restaurants, um, hospitality, things that you notice at the hotels or whatever was just different. Um, It wasn't bad. It was just like, oh, this is a different experience that I never thought about before because I had never experienced it with anyone that wasn't also a person of color to Mm -hmm. kind of have that juxtaposition brought up. So it just made me kind of think like, oh, travel's a little bit different depending on who you are. Yeah. Exactly. It's like who who you are, your interests. And, and, you know, it's like a lot of that's also so valid, but it is, um, it is interesting that it's like, sometimes you don't necessarily think about it until you're in that situation, maybe, you know, yeah, with other people. Next thing you know, you're, you're opening your eyes, you know, in a, in a far different way. So, I mean, that being said, um, certainly you, you could kind of see a bit of like, you know, the systemic racism that was prevalent at that point, did you, have you, did you ever notice that before or was it just something that it's like, you just, um, just kind of like you almost like you, you just don't even consider it just because it's just kind of like part of like what you do, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, I actually mentioned that in my blog post that a lot of this was reflecting back into experiences and then kind of putting that like racism type of 
goggle or filter on it to be like, oh, okay, that that probably was what that was. Um, because when you're in this situation, I can't say that there was anything that was like blatantly terrible that's ever happened to me or my family, especially con- considering other stories that there are. Yeah. It was all very like subtle, um, small slights type of things that were annoying to me and my family, but just sort of things that we'd brush off. A lot of the things that we notice in everyday life in terms of systemic racism, like there's just a lot of um, off kilter comments that are made or things that are said with the intention of not being offensive, but they are offensive. And so just looking back into more of those experiences that happened, especially when we were traveling that, yeah, happened and we kind of brushed it off so that we wouldn't kind of ruin our trip. But that we're still like, oh, well, that's not cool. I don't want to have to deal with this. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, can you get, so, to because I think a lot of it, and then this is what is also important to the discussion, is that for people that, you know, might not be of color or they don't see it, you know, which is, I mean, it's so, quite honestly, to me, it's like, it's so crazy that it's like, how can you not see what is out there? But a lot of times people like, unless it's not happening to them, they don't necessarily get it. So can you share some of the examples of maybe the things that you saw in the past or just things that like, maybe that you consider that maybe other people might not consider? Yeah. Um, So one of the things that was always really prevalent is my family and I always went to more of the luxury type of locations and hotels, uh, Mm -hmm. just because my, my dad really wanted us to have a good time. And so the first question people would always ask my dad is like, what do you do? Are you an athlete? Um, that was usually the, the first thing because people unfortunately seem to associate if you are black with money, that you probably are an athlete, especially as a black male. So mm-hmm. again, not super offensive, but still like not cool. Like yeah. what my dad just is a working class individual that saved up his money to take his family. So that would be things, um, a lot of the times we are owners with the Marriott, we own a lot of timeshare property. And so when you be around the resort, we'd always get asked like, hey, um, you know, who who's you guys' friendship voucher with? Or like, who are you guys here with? And we'd be like, no, we're owners. And they'd be like, wait, you're an owner? Like, yeah, we're the stalwarts. Like, we, we own this property. Um, and so then, you know, people would be much more helpful and like, oh, let's, let's upgrade your room, all this stuff, because it was kind of like, oh, like, let's change the level of customer service, mm-hmm. which was obnoxious. Um, sure. Definitely as a kid or as like an adolescent going to the pool, it's always the question of like, are you guys guests here? Do you, can I see your room key? Where <laughs> You'd be like, all right, sure. And again, we just kind of thought it was protocol. But the more that you see like, well, other families aren't getting asked these questions. Why are we being asked these questions? And we were oftentimes either like one of two or three other black families or like the only black family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the you know, you bring up a really interesting point because it's like it is, it's, you know, it's subtle annoyances, but it's still like, wait a second. When you stop and you look around, and you're like, well, wait, no, others aren't being asked. Like, what's going on? And of course, like when you're younger and you're growing up, you know, you're, you kind of make certain assumptions like, oh, I guess everybody's being asked. And then at some point, whatever happens, and then you start paying attention a little bit more. And you're like, wait a second. Huh. So it does, I'm sure, like, as you mentioned, make you kind of go back and reflect on different experiences in the past, just with a new lens. Right. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, it's also really interesting when like booking things. Uh, I have a very generic name. A lot, a lot of the times people don't assume that me as a Brittany is black. So when booking things, a lot of the times you get one personality and then I would show up and they'd be like, oh, you're, you're so-and-so like, yep, that's, that's me. <laughs> this is my family. And it would just be like a double take of like, oh, okay. Where it's like, why does it, why does it matter? <laughs> why does it matter? Exactly. Like, it's, so, <laughs> it's so crazy. So, I mean, obviously as like a, as a, um, a traveler, you've certainly had like, you know, your own fair share of experiences. Um, wait, when did you actually launch Black Women Travels? In 2019 also. Oh, wow. So I actually launched it a few months before I went to London. So I was just recounting my other trips that I had been to other parts of Europe, the Caribbean. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the trip to London happened. And then Black Lives Matter arisement or coming to the front front happened in June. Mm-hmm. So then that's where I decided to kind of talk more about that within the blog too, because it was a prevalent issue. So yeah. uh, just adding that as another aspect of the blog, that's like, hey, this is a, a safe space to discuss these findings or issues and to try to make things better. Yeah. So what did you, how do you feel that in general, the travel industry responded um, at that time? I guess like at the, um, I, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a resurgence, but it's resurgence, but it was like in June when kind of when Black Lives Matter was like really on the, on the tip of everybody's tongue. Yeah. So um, I was actually really disappointed with the travel industry at first because the response was just very slow relative mm-hmm. to other companies. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd even reached out to you at that point, like, hey, have you seen anything? Like, what's you have more insight into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to find some companies that had made statements. Um, but still to this day, like there's another organization called Pull Up for Travel. It's part of the Black Travel Alliance. Mm-hmm. And they were actually calling on companies to present their KPIs and actually like really state what the diversity looked like in their companies. And many companies did not step up to the plate and pull up for travel. I think maybe 10 or 12 of them came up. So it was just very interesting too, to see the hesitation in speaking out. And I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Um, Also because there are a lot of people of color who do travel and I just don't think maybe the statistics aren't out there or that's not getting back to these companies marketing like part of the organization to understand like no there's a market for this people of color do travel and they do want to see more people who look like them in advertisements mm-hmm. more specialized outings and opportunities uh and representation same as other industries and by not addressing that you guys are really missing out on income on that diversity and if like a lot of people of color stopped traveling and stopped investing into it they would really see the effect on their bottom line but mm-hmm. I don't think that they have really had that reality check to understand how much we actually contribute to their economy. So it's mm-hmm. just been very interesting. Yeah, no, that I mean, it's definitely interesting because I know that again, like we had kind of like exchanged messages at that time, and I I remember thinking too, it's like it's interesting that they're they were kind of taking their time, but then they were also making statements, but then like not sharing it in a visible way. Like I remember, and I I forget the company now off the top of my head, but that I, when I did some digging that the CEO had actually made plenty of statements and they like, didn't share that on social media. And I thought that that was a really interesting choice or they took their time to then ultimately share it. That it's like, wait, but he already, 
He already said a, a fantastic statement three days ago. Why are you not sharing this? Right. Um, I think there's also a lot of confusion where a lot of companies are afraid to post because they think that it's a political issue and they're like, we don't want to discuss politics. And it's like, it's not a political issue. This is legitimately human rights. Like it has nothing to do with your political position. It's just speaking out that you believe that all people should be treated equally. So it's not anything that goes beyond that. There are certainly people that will want to try to lump the two together, Mm -hmm. but they're separate issues. So that's what people need to keep in mind is like, we should all be fighting for equality for all people, especially as Americans, because that's supposed to be a huge point of our nation. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's all we're asking is equality. Like we're not stating anything else beyond that. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, yeah, because I mean, what are, as we, as Americans, we're supposed to be this melting pot. I mean, we are a melting pot. It doesn't matter when you came here, it doesn't matter how you came here. It doesn't matter how many generations, whatever the point is, is like, if you're here and you're here now, like you're American and it's so interesting. It's such a, I mean, um, I, it's, it's very interesting to see because I've certainly for me, I mean, I was born in the States, but I actually lived overseas, um, as a kid. So as soon as I, my mom had me in the States, just in case I wanted to become president one day, go figure. Uh, and um, just in case, as soon as the passport came in, I think it was like three weeks. Uh, I was on a plane and lived in Saudi Arabia. So I lived in Saudi Arabia as a kid and I lived in a very international um, community. Yeah. And it's, and, and then I lived in London and then I lived um, and then moved back to the States. So I was born in Pennsylvania, but then I lived in Atlanta from eight to 18. And I'm very passionate about this issue because it's, to me, it was so weird as, sorry, I can even feel myself getting passionate as I'm talking about it. It was so weird to me because I was American. Okay. So I was American, but I lived overseas. So like I, I wasn't, I wasn't Saudi. I wasn't, I definitely wasn't British. And then I came to America and then especially in in the South, in Atlanta, where there are such deep uh, racial, there's such deep racial tensions. And I just remember like looking around and thinking at eight years old, like it's not like, it's not a hundred years ago. Why are you guys even like bringing this up? Like we're all American. And it, it was a very weird thing to be confronted by. And I remember being kind of upset because I was like, this isn't the America that I thought I knew. And which is interesting as an eight year old to like have this complex thought. And it was always very, I, I always had a very hard time or I did have a very hard time with it. And then after that, the, um, and my, um, third grade teacher, my third grade teacher ended up calling me the diplomat because I was like always bringing everybody together. (laughs) Um, because to me, I knew no other, knew other, I didn't know another way. I mean, my first time, like going to school, it was literally people from all different parts of the world. And so it's like, you just, that is what that is. Um, so I thought it was so interesting that as inherently American as I am being confronted with certain aspects of like, what is the reality of, of the America that we live in? was jarring. I was like, wait, it's not supposed to be that way. Um, and it's just, I think it's very interesting, especially yeah. when you're a kid, cause you're just, you're, you're raised in all of that. But, um, it is, 
Inter- and then and then the other aspect sorry wow i'm i'm like <laughs> into but the other aspect is like go for it girl travel. <laughs> no i know but the other aspect is the notion of travel we all talk about i mean i even have a video coming out tomorrow talking about the importance of travel and why it's important because it educates it it educates people it, it um enlightens people it it helps bridge the gap of humanity the cultural differences and makes us connect on the basic human level but then when you dissect the industry and you're like, well, there's it like the travel industry, there is systemic racism within it. So that's such a hard thing to kind of like grasp because inherently it should be more open-minded, but yet we're really discovering that it isn't. Or some of us are discovering, some of us have always known. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's also too why I discuss how important it is to travel, uh, especially if you are someone of color too, because your experience outside of the United States, it can be totally different. Like I've been to places where there wasn't a lot of systemic racism and you're like, whoa, this is really cool. Like to be, to be judged on something other than the color of my skin. Like this is amazing that like, I'm not getting a certain look for looking this way, or I'm not feeling like I'm being judged before anyone gets to know me. So that's something that I've also discovered in my travels of like, this is actually really cool to see how other cultures respond to certain things, how things are set up. And so that's why I do encourage more people to travel because it just helps with the ignorance level on so many different ways. Because sometimes if you just don't know about a culture, going there and experiencing it can change your whole outlook on that culture. Um, It will keep you from generalizing a type of person because then you realize like, oh, like this type of person, it can be different. Like there is no like, stereotype that should go along with a certain type of person and I think that that's something that you learn from traveling and like actually taking the time to understand Mm -hmm. people and cultures and I just think that that's something that we miss out on a lot here in America because we are such a melting pot I think people assume like oh well we do know about other cultures because it's the American culture but it's not the same thing yeah you know that's so well put is that I think we take a lot of things for granted just because it's like, oh, cool. I like, for example, I live in LA. That means like, I'm naturally like around like a diverse group of people. And then it's like, then you stop and you look and it's like, but are you really, you know? And it's, I think a lot of us, you know, all throughout the United States assume that there's this natural openness and it's like, well, but, but are you really? And I think that this has now been, a very important time for people to look at themselves and kind of check in and ask themselves, but am I really, you know, just because of it's like the nature of it. Yeah. And it is so weird that like travel is supposed to be about bringing people together and about exploring. And so it's weird that the industry leaders like are kind of missing that on the internal structure of things. It's Mm -hmm. very interesting. It is. It's, and it's because I'll sit back and I'll look at like who I've worked with. And as far as like on, you know, the operation side and maybe guest facing, uh, I've almost every single hotel that I've worked at has been pretty diverse. Granted, now that's me talking about the lens of XYZ properties that happen to be in Los Angeles. Um, And then, and even, I guess like in Washington DC as well too, but it's like, okay, well that's one part of it, but does it, it it shouldn't stop there. 
And I think that that was another whole part with the travel industry is like, it's not necessarily just the people that are like checking people in or doing, you know, are, you know, working in the restaurant or at the concierge desk or in housekeeping. It's like, how far up does it go? How far up is that diversity? Because that's right. It, it it starts from there. The culture starts from, you know, within the organization. So I think that this has also been an interesting time for that, that we did see that it um, wasn't as diverse as I think that they hoped to. Hence why they probably didn't share their numbers to what you were for the. Yeah. The, yeah. Right. What for travel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Like, oh, we don't have that many. Um, and like I said, that that kind of just goes into the, the feel of the different establishments. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be so nice if there were things like more cultural events. Like, you know, I love going to properties where they have activities every single night. Like, you know, this is dance night or poker night or whatever yeah. night. So it would just be nice if there was even diversity in that for all different cultures. So because people are traveling from all over. So it would be really Mm -hmm. nice for them to be able to feel like they can share their culture with this new culture as well. So Mm -hmm. that would just be like really fun things to think about. Um, Again, just offering like more varieties and like foods and uh, things like that. So people could feel more like, oh, I feel included in this environment. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And those are great ideas to do because it's, and especially I think, you know, almost more in in a resort environment, but other hotels as well too. It is a great thing that, you know, to encourage people to come together because it really is, it's in those moments is where you're so much cross pollinating, you could even say is happening because it's like, not, not only are you like engaging with like the local culture, but you're engaging with like people that have traveled from wherever they came from. And then you start engaging with them. And it's like, it is this beautiful melting pot that I, I truly believe that we need so much more of. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the most interesting thing when I get to travel and then I meet like another family or like couple from another place traveling, like and the last time I was somewhere, I ran into an Australian couple and they were just so cute. We were on the same excursion. And I think we were going somewhere in Jamaica and they were, you know, telling me about like their favorite foods. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Like, this is what we eat in California or like, you know, these are the shows we watch. So even in those types of experiences, like we're both experiencing like Jamaican culture together, but they're also learning more about my culture in California. I'm learning about Australian culture. So it's just really fun and kind of what I think travel is all about to just meet people that are different from you, but you have similar interests and to get that human aspect of like, you live across the other side of the globe, but we're still both interested in like reggae music. Like that's cool. That's so cool. I love that to me. um, And it's especially whether it's through music, through food, it's always so um, like just heartwarming when you can connect with somebody and it's like, you might not even speak the same language. You definitely aren't from the same place. Like you definitely didn't grow up the same way. And then like, you can still bond over whatever it might be. That to me is like, that's what this is about. Like, yeah, I I get chills even just like thinking about it because it's like, yay, we've like broken down so many barriers and we're just connecting on like a genuine human level. Yeah. It reminds me of like what you were saying when you were little. It's like how kids connect. Like they just find something like the kids might not even speak the same language. They might not be the same age, but if they understand something like kicking a ball or throwing a ball, it's like a universal thing that like 
they just get along and you're like how is this kid playing and they don't even speak the same they're like we don't need to speak like I understand smiling I understand playing so it's it's the same thing with adults and I think we kind of need to get back to that like no judgment zone where it's just like we're just people we have common interests let's just be friends and have a good time. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love that. That's such a, a great point. So what's next for you and for Black Women Travels? Um, well, hopefully travel will be next. <laughs> yes. Definitely planning things to do. Um, my next trip is actually going to be in November. I'm actually okay. going to go to the South where some of my family is. So it's still, a, it's a United States trip, but still cool because I'll be in another state. So I'm yeah. really excited to just explore things there. Um, there's obviously a lot of things that are different in the South than here on the West. So just exploring mm-hmm. that for the blog as well, which will be really fun. Um, so that's what's going on with Black Women Travel. So look out for a lot of information about touring the United States anyway. Uh, and then with the fitness side of things, just really creating new programs to get people ready for being in shape during the holidays and for next year. So mm-hmm. expanding on that, taking on more clients, figuring out more ways to just serve more people. And mm-hmm. so I'm really excited about both of those elements of my businesses. I love that. That's so exciting. Well, we'll definitely be sure um, you know, to keep our eye out. So that being said, where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find the blog at blackwomentravels.com. And you can find out more about me at BrittanyNoel.com. You can find the Black Women Travels Instagram at Black Women Travels. And there you'll also get the link to my other brand, which is the underscore Noel Fitness. Amazing. Amazing. Cool. Well, thank you so much for talking today. I know there's so much more that we could dive into, but I'm just so glad that we were able to just even, you know, start this conversation or continue this conversation and just to get people that might not have been thinking about it or they're already like they've moved past mentally since June. It's like, nope, that's not, that conversation's not over yet. And this needs to be a continual conversation. And so I'm so glad that you were able to join me today and to share all your interesting insights and what you're doing. So thank you for that. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Cool. And thank you, by the way, for everybody that's listening. Thank you all as well. I hope that you learned some amazing different things from this, uh, this podcast today. Be sure to stay tuned because lots of great interviews coming up over the next couple of weeks. Always something interesting and educational. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And as always, continue to say yes to travel. Thanks again. 